0: United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. It was a week ago we heard about that terrible um, explosion taking place in, uh, in in Beirut, President Trump then. We're going to do a lot of help. We've got to help them. A lot of countries are going to be helping they think 150, but it's probably the number of laws that could be astronomical. Well, that was a few days ago, and so much has happened. We know that the prime minister has resigned amid the fury about negligence. His announcement did not quiet the anger on the streets. We want to get a sense of what is happening now in that country and if there have been any results of any investigations. Joining us is Osama Garizi, senior program advisor for the United States Institute of Peace, He previously worked at the International Republican Institute. He has a master's in international affairs from Columbia University School of International and Public Affairs. And as I said, is joining us live from Beirut and tweeting at USIP. Osama Garizi, thank you for joining us on POTUS today. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Let us know. Tell us what has happened. The prime minister, as we noted, has resigned. Other government officials have resigned, stepped down. What is the state of affairs right now in Beirut? Uh, the state
1: of the is uh, very unclear uh, and messy. Um, the Lebanese population is uh, very angry. There's a general sense of shock and disbelief that's still uh, prevalent amongst uh, the, you know, the, the population. Um, Clean efforts, babies are alleged to also be to continue to be under rubble. Um, the state has been essentially obstinate. The government has been for for the past week it shouldn't come as a surprise given that the, the government's uh, successes that since the end of the civil war in 1990 has uh, failed to really produce anything of uh, tangible benefit to these people um so the, the resignation of uh, the the prime minister and the cabinet everything is very little for for two reasons uh one this cabinet was put in place um, as a secondary cabinet uh, after the the uprisings that occurred last october Um, So there's there's no real power brokers within uh, the current cabinet that just resigned. The real power brokers in the country um, are outside of cabinet, um, and they're the ones where the the responsibility of what happened a week ago and uh, all the calamities before that, um, the responsibility really resides uh, in their hands.
0: How widespread are demonstrations, and are they in any way interfering with whatever recovery efforts are underway?
1: The are, are concentrated right now within Beirut, um, in, in Martyr Square. Narder Square has historically been, um, a, uh, a gathering place, um, a protest, uh, uh, public space. Um, what's, there seems to be a pattern, uh, involved uh, in the city where a lot, a number of these youths that are involved in the, in the protests, um, are helping clean up uh, neighborhoods and then are going down and demonstrating and, uh, uh, a bunch of their anger, uh, the, the political system that, that brought the country to, to its current state.
0: Is there any way to gauge how this effort is being complicated by coronavirus? Absolutely. So even
1: before the explosion, um, what's, uh, what's interesting is the day of the actual block uh, was the first day for, uh, where the country was coming out of lockdown, leading uh, into a second uh, phase of lockdown. And so coming out of that, uh, since then, corona, has, corona cases have, have spiked normally um, uh, in the country. Um, cases for the last week have, uh, have gone up to uh, around two to 300 per day. Prior to that, prior to that um, uh, cases were uh, under 100. Um, and in March, uh, they're were, they were bringing cases down to uh, 5 to 10 cases a day. So corona is complicating the effort. Um, and uh, what's compounded all by the complete defamation of uh, a number of hospitals within, uh, within the city um, who uh, were able to to respond to, to uh, the injured from the blast, but also the the, the virus from the pandemic itself.
0: Again, we are joined by Osama Garizi live from Beirut. We're getting a, set, a sense of the situation there. Uh, after a week after that terrible explosion what is the level of assistance from other countries president trump had promised the u.s would help is it being welcomed is it is it evidence what can you tell us about international aid being provided to lebanon
1: yes there was a donor conference uh, a few days ago organized by the french the french president um, that conference raised over uh, something along the lines of 300 million dollars in be efforts um, a key point to this is that the, the president's conference uh, mandated that uh, the, the government of Lebanon will not be receiving those funds directly, uh, that they're going to be distributing funds to trusted NGOs in the country. And this is really symbolic and representative of, uh, of how the government is being viewed not only by its own people, but by the international community as an endemic source of corruption. Um, Lebanon's admired, even before the the, uh, the explosion, has admired in a severe economic crisis uh for the past year and a half that has pushed nearly half the population under the poverty line, uh seeing the Lebanese lira lose up to eighty percent of its value. Uh so even before the, the latest uh the latest uh explosion, uh the country's been going through a turbulent period economically and politically. Um and so there's a general loss of faith in the Lebanese uh, establishment to handle any type of foreign maintenance coming in to trade recovery efforts. Uh, Lebanon continues to rank one of the most corrupt countries in the world, according to Transparency National Corruption Index. Uh, so the international community to that signed to the stand in that uh, they're mandating key the economic reforms be, uh, be implemented that would uh, tie, uh, that would try to uh, mitigate uh, corrupt practices within the public sector before any aid is distributed to the Lebanese government.
0: And finally, I think you touched on this before, Osama, but I want to make it clear. the What is stepping in to fill the void, if you will, in order to, at the very least, maintain a minimal level of security as well as any kind of governance that needs to take place? Who's in charge, and is there a struggle for leadership or control of the government at this point?
1: Yeah, so on a day-to-day level, I mean, unfortunately, again, the, the Lebanese public are, are, are used to not having... Uh, the presence of the state and do the affairs. So um, uh, outside of uh, police, uh, I mean, a, a key um, evidence of this is that the, the past week there has been very little visibility of state actors aiding in the recovery effort. Only the last couple of days we see police and others helping um, and and clearing sites, etc. But you know the, what the resignation does is it creates another political crisis. Uh, we, the, for the past 10-15 years, the Lebanese uh, politicians have, have gone through a long, prolonged, uh, prolonged process to form any type of government. Uh, they, they, this is probably because the Lebanese system relies on consensus decision making. There are over 18 different religious sects. The political uh, system uh, distributes power equally amongst all of them. Uh, cabinets tend to be power-sharing cabinets where they're all having some type of stay in, 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 uh, in government. And so it's very hard to uh, to govern. It's very hard to come to a consensus on decision-making. Um, and all of this has produced frustration, uh, has produced uh, poor governance outcomes. Uh, a key indicator of this is the, the electricity sector. Lebanon is 30 years removed from uh, civil war. It still does not have 24-hour Electricity. It has a fifty-dollar power cut today. The state-run electricity company um, uh, accounts for forty percent of Lebanon's staggering one hundred and fifty percent public debt. uh, One hundred fifty percent of its gross domestic product. Um, And all of this is again indicative of uh, a ruling system that um, continues to uh, ignore the Lebanese public and Lebanese community.
0: I do appreciate you joining us, Osama Garizi. Thank you for being on POTUS today. For me on. Osama Garizi, Senior Program Advisor for the United States Institute of Peace, joining us live from Beirut. I apologize, the connection wasn't the best, but we were live. He is live in Beirut, and we wanted to get the latest on the ground from what happened there a week after the explosion. Twitter handle, by the way, is at USIP.